0: Welcome back to episode seven of the Lenders Playbook Podcast, where we arm you with the knowledge, inspiration, and a supportive community within private lending, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Today's guest is Brandon Lau. Brandon has been a great friend of mine for 15 years. He is one of Hawaii's top real estate brokers and has launched Blue Hawaii Loans, which offers personalized lending solutions, whether you're a first-time home buyer looking to refinance or a real estate investor needing a private money loan. Blue Hawaii is excited about serving the local community. Brandon is joined on this podcast by Christina Hines, a mortgage professional with Blue Hawaii. So let's bring on Brandon Lau and Christina Hines. Brandon and Christina, welcome to the Lenders Playbook uh, al- Podcast.
1: Aloha, Matt. How's it going?
0: Aloha, Hi. number. Hello, Christina. By the way, this is episode <laughs> number seven. So this yeah, is a, 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 a well. Thank you. Long time coming. Not seven hundred or or seven, but seven. So we're happy to be in these these uh, very beginning times of the podcast. But anyway, I'm really excited to have you guys on. I really am. This is a uh, Brandon. You and I have been friends for how many years now? Gosh, this has been a well while. Over, I think well over fifteen years, maybe over fifteen years. Yep, yeah. well over fifteen years. You sold us the house that I live in. That that's right. So, and that was. <laughs> that was eight years ago, I believe now. So, and Christina, I've been blessed just to meet you literally five minutes ago on the phone. So great to see you here too. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll have a lot of fun. We're going to, we're going to discuss a ton of things and we're going to, we'll hopefully do a deep dive into business and at your business acumen and everything like that. But first, let's kind of talk about Brandon, what, and then we'll go to you too, Christina. But what, what do you like to do outside of outside of work? What are those things that you uh, where would we find you on a Saturday morning?
1: You know, as they say, if you love what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, And uh, literally outside of work, I, I just love to work. Because what's not to love? You know, whether it's servicing clients or uh, putting together a new business strategy. Um, I mean, I'm pretty much there all, you know, every day. Aside from that, I sleep <laughs> <laughs> and I, I enjoy my family and my three kids. Uh, and I've run and, you know, once in a while I'll get in the water. So real simple life, but majority of it is just, uh, doing what we do in the business.
0: I noticed that about you, Brandon, you're, you are always working. You're a true professional. Every time you see, whether it's at church or, um, out and about, you have that really clean cut, tucked in Aloha shirt, nice pants, like ready to do business. Always this, working. This is what you I know, wear to bed, you. right here. <laughs> I know. I figured that, and I, I I really do respect that. I remember one time we were sitting down at I think a coffee shop, and we were talking business, and you're just like, I don't know, I just love business because we're talking about like, well, we're talking about the why's. You're like, I just love doing business. There's nothing more
1: deep to it, right? This uh, is... That's that's it. You yeah. Know? I mean, uh, we could get a lot more philosophical, but uh, if you love it, then that's all there is to it. Yep, that's
0: that is fantastic, Christina.
1: What about you? Outside
0: of working with Brandon, which is is great. What do you like to do outside of that?
2: I like to go hiking in the Ko'olaus or oh watching movies i like to watch movies i'm a horror fan okay <laughs> or eating well, i love to eat
0: <laughs> um okay let's back up there to ko'o where do you hike in the ko'o uh, i mean just for my own because i've yeah where
2: i'm usually up at um tantalus or oh someplace. okay tantalus yeah but, yeah manoa or mm. over at, uh, Aiea.
0: okay okay you ever do cocoa head
2: no, I have not. Oh, okay. I'm gonna die. <laughs> okay.
1: It's it's you, worth it, man. You get to the top and you look out over uh, the bay. I mean, it's it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it it is. So we should do that. We should do a a, a yeah, team bonding. Yeah. Do a team bonding thing up Cocoa Head.
1: Cocoa um, Head. We'll, we'll do the yeah. podcast
0: at the peak of Cocoa Head. How's about that? <laughs> there won't be much words on that podcast. Just a lot of heavy breathing and. <laughs> but it, yeah, I love Cocoa Head. Yeah, it's so nice. It's so Hawaii good.
2: Hawaii is nice. It's beautiful. It's one of the best places to hike.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, Brandon, you're from.
1: You're from Hawaii. I mean, you're you know born and raised, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. So. Gordon. Born and raised in Kailua, and uh, been here all my life. Uh, did a short stint on the East Coast while I went to school, but you know I realized uh, why everybody loves coming here. I mean, yeah. look, at, look at look at where we live. Look at the weather. Uh, it it it's freezing in some parts of the U.S., but it's like seventy-eight degrees and sunny here. So, uh, yeah. What can what can you complain about? Yeah, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm not <laughs>
0: You know, I talk to a lot of people, uh ninety percent of my client, more than that. Ninety eight percent of my the the people that go to our conferences are in the mainland. So anytime I mention I'm from Hawaii around this time of the year, it's like one of those weird conversations. Like, well, where are you from? Are you from New York, New Jersey? I'm mean, like, No, I'm from I'm from Honolulu, Hawaii and they're like Oh, it must be must be tough where you're at. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it gets down in the chilly 70s at night. So we're, we yeah. have to make do. Yeah. <laughs> and, Christina, so where are you from? Are, you mentioned uh, – yeah, tell so us I'm, where you're from.
2: I'm from California. I, so I'm from Chico, California, originally, which is uh, above Sacramento.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I've spent most of my adult life in San Francisco.
0: Ah, okay, okay.
2: I consider myself a San Francisco native because I've you know been there for roughly 30 years so
0: How do you feel about the are you a 49ers fan?
2: Die hard no. red and gold. Oh wow. Red <laughs> and gold. <dead and>
0: <laughs> <Well, laughs> okay.
2: Yes, Niner Empire. That's our that's our motto.
0: Well, Um, you you must be excited right about now.
2: Yesterday was a good day. (laughs) It's a really good day. I thought the second quarter we were going to like punk out as we have done. But, you know, 49ers are the comeback kids. So, third quarter, fourth quarter, that's where we make our most moves. Okay. So, our team did a great job. Very, very (laughs) good.
0: That's great. That's okay. Oh, well. I'm kind of sort of happy for you. Uh, so we'll we'll leave it at that i'm a i'm a minnesota vikings fan
2: oh vikings okay
0: oh yeah 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 so um okay so let's let's Brandon. so tell me um there's a lot of cool things that you're doing right now and and we're really excited in fact brandon you're going to be at the american lending conference uh and in a looking forward to it a shade over a month so in fort lauderdale so that's great. So we get to see each other in awesome. the East Coast. Yeah. So, but tell me, tell me about your new venture with, with, uh, or the audience, some of the more information about your, your brokerage and, and now with, with Blue Hawaii Loans. So, kind of, yeah. why don't you do like a deep dive into like your background in real estate and some of the things that you're, you're doing now with, uh, Blue Hawaii Loans.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I've been in real estate uh, since 2001. So, uh, came back from Massachusetts. I was a prosperous business with, uh, it's just, there's not a lot of industries out here. Um, but you know, aside from tourism and construction or the military, I think real estate is one of the pillars of our business community here. And it has to do with the Aina, you know, everybody loves Hawaii, Mm -hmm. um, And because of that, there's such a great demand to own real estate out here. And so, you know, I've been in brokerage for, you know, over 22 years. Uh, We opened up a property management company about four years ago. Um, And now we have Blue Hawaii Loans, uh, which literally just started. And Christina and I are the first um, uh, LOs in this company and we're really excited about the direction that it's taking and and how we're going to be able to service the local community out here
0: yeah that's that's great that's really exciting
1: that's great christina how do you feel about all that
0: what's your what's uh how do you feel about blue hawaii loans right now in the local market
2: i think we're getting ourselves positioned well um so we are looking forward to the refi boom and we are trying to get ourselves positioned and open the doors and we are tied with several lenders so we can do a vast variety of loans from conventional all the way to the DSCRs and um yeah I think we have a good good start off um yeah it's it's going to be good I'm excited about it
0: yeah that's great. so Brandon, you you are one of the most reputable real estate brokers in the state. I know that because I've I've I live here and I know you and I know the market and and it's and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So where do you think the local real estate market will be or where the market is headed maybe in the next 12 months? like where do you see things shaping up? Yeah, I know. So, Loaded question.
1: It, mm-hmm. No, so I, I love the question. I get it every single day. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, I give the right answer. But uh, <laughs> where we are is you know, we've experienced uh, a run up in the interest rates, which caused a slowdown in our market. So, over the course of 2023, there is about a 30% reduction in both single family and condo sales in terms of the number of sales. Okay. Uh, however, pricing. Although it's a little softer, it hasn't dipped significantly. And I think that just speaks to uh, the strength of the market here and the limited supply. Uh, So now that rates have kind of, you know, they've dipped down a little bit, they've settled into the sixes. um, You know, people aren't jumping out of the stalls to buy real estate, but they're starting to, uh, you know, wake up and, and say to themselves, hey, maybe I should try to do something now before... I uh, am competing with five and 10 other people, right? So I think in the course of 2024, you're gonna see more buyers coming to the market. Um, A lot of them were sitting on the sidelines for about a year, year and a half. Um, And so I think our our prices will just kind of plateau out. Uh, If the rates continue to come down a little lower, then of course that will increase the purchasing power and more buyers come in the market. And so before long, you know, maybe a couple of years from now, we might see uh, the pricing uh, turn upwards again, right? And um, so if you're a buyer and you've been sitting on the sidelines for a year and a half, uh, you may consider getting off your Okole, as they say, and get in the market. You know, get in the game because you don't want to be caught, um, you know, too late to the party. And then now you can't get what you're looking for because there's too much competition. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then you're going to
0: end up being that person that says, well, I remember in 2014 when it was only it was worth this. And now look where it's at. You know, you know what I saw is interesting to your point, Brandon. We were driving is something very simple that I that I, I noticed. We were driving. Um, we we're running a couple of errands, me and my wife. And I noticed more for sale signs on the side of the road than I have seen in the last, you know, few months. A simple thing. And I asked and I told my wife, I'm like, look at that. There's there's a lot of signs on the side here. There's some open houses down the street here. We haven't seen that now, in our at least in my neighborhood, as much. Right.
1: Right. And you know, I think people now that the turn to a new calendar year, they're kind of tired of waiting. You know, yeah. people have wanted to do something for again a year and a half and I think now they're willing to do it. Yeah. Um, so for sellers who are suffering from quote rate lock where they didn't want to sell because it had such an excellent mm-hmm. rate. Um, I think a lot of them for very fundamental reasons, whether it's downsizing or right sizing um, or moving, you know, a lot of them just have to sell and they figure, okay, now might be the time to do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So as far as like, if we're going to break down challenges and opportunities that you see in the market what do you you think the market's presenting to to an investor right
1: now so to investors uh you know if you well if you look at the broad uh landscape of the market uh the prices are softer right Mm. so if you're just more of a a casual investor and you're a buy and hold kind of guy i think it's a good time to get in there Especially if you have cash, because mm-hmm. right now sellers are willing to negotiate, mm-hmm. and so um, take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, if you're, you know, more of a fix and flipper kind of guy, I would just say to you, you know, you're going to make your money when you buy and how aggressively you negotiate. So just make sure you're leaving enough margin so that when you put it back on the market, um, you're not concerned about you know, the length of time it's going to take to sell because you have enough room that you can make it more attractively priced and you can move the product. So, Mm -hmm. uh, in general, um, you know, the buy side is where you're going to make your money right now. And as a buyer, if you have the cash, then you should negotiate as best you can.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's, that's great. Christina, you got any, um, any comments on that as well from you, from, from your perspective in the industry?
2: No, I think Brandon covered it. I mean, he yeah. did a
0: good, a good job, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brandon, you actually just covered the next three questions that I had for you. So <laughs> now, because you're so darn efficient, I need to figure this out. So. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So let's say I'm an investor. An investor is listening to this right now. And they're interested in purchasing investment property. What do you think it would be their first three steps like step one I need to do this step two I'm in Hawaii we're we're here in Hawaii we're not in you know uh, uh, North Dakota so we're we're different price points different different animal what what are those steps that that investor should should take
1: well I think as always uh, the first step is to have a goal Mm -hmm. right Uh, we talked about the earlier scenarios of well is it to buy and hold to create cash flow or is it to fix and flip uh, or is it to uh, buy hold and then, you know uh, do some estate planning work where you're going to leave that to the next generation, mm-hmm. right? So what is your goal as an investor? I think that's the first question. And once you understand what that goal is uh, then you're going to look at the financial component, right? Cause as an investor, Although you want a beautiful property, whatever it is, you know, whether it's a, uh, a single family or a multifamily or a condo, although you want a nice property, the numbers are, are what really matter to mm-hmm. you. Okay. So if you are going to get financing, well, you got to look to see what your lending options are. And that's where you call up Christina at Blue Hawaii Loans and say, hey, this is what my goals are. This is what I'm looking for, uh, for as far as my finances are concerned. You know what can you provide? Right. So you want to look at your financing, um, aside from your down payment that you have available, um, and evaluate the numbers before you make the offer. Mm. Right. You're not going to throw out these offers and then go back and see if it pencils. Um, <laughs> it's just wasting everybody's time. <laughs> okay. So know know what know what your the numbers are that you have to hit in order to make it worthwhile uh, to hit your goal. Uh, and then you find the right type of property that's gonna work for you, mm. right? And that's the way you should approach it as an investor. Um, now, of course, taxes are a huge part of your decision-making process. Mm. So you wanna make sure you're in touch with your CPA or tax, tax advisor, uh, right? Cause that could eat up all your profits if mm-hmm. you don't do things correctly. Mm. Uh, again, if you're doing the legacy planning thing, you know there are some tax laws that would help you uh, to mitigate the tax liability, you know, from you to the next generation. Uh, there's 1031 exchanges that are options to defer mm. paying capital gains tax. Um, and nowadays, you know, there's real estate that's not physically managed real estate, like in DSTs or Delaware statutory trusts, uh, which allow you to, you know, stay in quote, real estate, but not have to play the property management game, mm. right? So uh, these are all things that you, you need to look at, and it does take a good team of people like a CPA, like a good realtor, uh, like a good lender, um, you know, to help figure these things out.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Okay. Can you, for those of, maybe we have some people that don't understand completely what a 1031 exchange is. I think that's an important topic to kind of just make sure that um, people are clear on.
1: Yeah, um, you know, capital gains tax is something that you would pay uh, when you own and sell a long-term asset. So, for example, if you purchase real estate and you own it for more than a year and then you sell it, then you're subject to what they call capital gains tax. Mm. Um, as opposed to your regular uh, income tax rates, right? So if you sold it before the end of that year, then you would be subject to your regular income tax rates. Um, mm-hmm. Now looking at capital gains tax, uh, as I mentioned earlier, owning the asset for more than a year, you know you do have the federal uh, capital gains tax and you also have state in Hawaii. And so you're going to want to consult with your CPA, and ask them, well, if I sell my property for X amount, what is my tax liability, right? And of course, you factor that into your whole computation of uh, what margin are you going to make, you know, what profit. Now, let's say you want to keep investing in real estate. You're not going to cash out. And so you're not going to realize that gain. Well, if you do what they call 1031 tax deferred exchange, and that's a way for you to sell your investment property and reinvest in real estate and defer paying your capital gains at that juncture. And because you're deferring having to pay that capital gains, you can use that money to purchase more real estate. Right. And that's yep. the whole idea. Yeah. And so the government mm-hmm. supports it because you're reinvesting into real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still stimulating the economy and, <clears throat> and so forth. So it's, it's a really great tax tool to be aware of. And um, I think anyone who's investing in real estate should become familiar with that tax code. Uh, and of course, they can also consult with their CPA or a, an attorney uh, who's familiar with real estate to advise them in the process. Yeah, that's what a great explanation. Perfect. I'm going to put that in the show
0: notes too. I'm going to put a couple quotes that you just had there. And um, I think it is important though, you mentioned to consult with a real estate attorney, with a a CPA, with a professional that knows what they're doing, obviously. Um, But thank you. Thank you. I think a lot of people are going to be, that's going to open up a lot of eyes. I think most people have about 60% of their knowledge. They don't really have the full picture of what a 1031 exchange is. So I think that's really important. So let's go back to Blue Hawaii loans. I'm really excited to to kind of dive more into this. Because everything you put your hand to, you Brandon, seems like you you're successful in. So I'm really excited to see where we're where we're going with this. And and of course, Christina, you can jump into because you're you have a really extensive background with mortgages and you're very knowledgeable in season in that arena as well. So um tell me the vision. I mean what like Where do you see this company in the next 12, 24 months, three years? What what do you think, Brandon?
1: Oh, me? I thought you were (laughs) asking. Or Christina, (laughs) one of you. Somebody. I'm going to let her. (laughs) Okay, I'll start. I'll start. Well, you know, uh, obviously, uh, we want to make sure that we are... Um, servicing our clients really, really well, uh, because I think that is always the impetus to even uh, more clients to service. Mm. And that's the natural path of business growth. Um, So to do that, I think our service has to be top-notch. And then we also have to meet the needs of our clients. So the reason why we chose the name Blue Hawaii Loans is, well, obviously we're in Hawaii, but, you know, if you look at, the ocean. It's a, a vast blue area of just so many things out there and so many possibilities. And we want to make sure that we have the right options for each one of our clients that's tailor-made, tailor-made to their situation, right? So we want to have the vastness and diversity of product to help our clients in that way. And, um, you know, I think it does show in uh, the kind of um, relationship with, relationships we've developed with different lenders, and um, you know whatever the situation is, you want to be there to help. Yeah, that's okay, Christina.
0: <laughs> Your turn. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I agree with what Brandon said. Also, uh, you know, we don't have to be the biggest brokerage firm out there, right? But we definitely need to be the best for our clients. Mm. And so one thing that we're really striving to let everybody know is we tailor make a loan to you, okay, for your needs, because we do have a wide variety of lenders to choose from. So I think that's where We're starting off at a great step. And then when we keep rolling, we're just going to keep building those relationships. And where we want to see ourselves in three months, you know, maybe we'll take over the island. Maybe we'll be the number one broker on the island. You know, that would be great. But it's all about relationships and building relationships and having that referral
1: business. And that's so good. Yeah. Brandy, Maybe a little you're... longer than three months but we'll yeah. get there <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like it I, I, I'm gonna stick with that three-month time frame here yeah. I'm taking over the island.
1: she's not gonna sleep <laughs> not to do it.
2: yeah
0: oh that's that's good that's I see I see the heart of serving so much between you know between between you folks and so I think that when you Obviously, I mean, I'm being Captain Obvious, but when you state the the client's needs first and you you have a serve first mentality, business will just end up coming to you from the north, from all over, you know. And so, I think that um, I think a lot. Of the best is yet to come, certainly for the company. That's great. And I might add, there's a private lending side of the company too, right? So That's right. it's not just you know. Your typical, you know, mortgage shop, which is not a bad thing, I'm just saying, but but there is a side here for real estate investors, for non-owner occupied um, uh, buyers, and products out there. So, and I'm happy to say that I'll be on board with you folks on the private lending side. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. really am. I'm I'm fired up about that. Private lending is in my blood. It's in my DNA. So I, uh, I'm all about it.
1: You know, at, I'll, and it's, at, so, at, it's so yeah, good. Go you know, someone like you, Matt, can help to demystify what private lending is all about. You know, um, I think a lot of the general public yep. who might actually be able to use private lending as an option, they don't because they're just not sure how it works, right? And oh, they're yeah. intimidated by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they knew that, hey, it's accessible, <clears throat> you know, Matt can explain all the basics and uh, he's a nice, friendly guy, he'll make it easy for you, then... I think they'll they might go that direction.
0: I think so too, absolutely. And then we have Christina as well, and she has so much other knowledge on the mortgage side of things. So, yeah, we are literally going to take over. So uh, well, I'm excited. About it. Yeah, three months. Yeah, three that's months. a conservative time frame we're talking, of course. <laughs> so, so okay, that's that is fantastic. So we talked about the vision. We talked about your brokerage and a lot of things there, Brandon. Um. Let me ask you now let us kind of like switch switch a couple gears here and talk kind of about the mental side of things so what are some of the so over the how many years now Brandy you're talking about twenty two years you've been twenty two years twenty two yep. years Christina you've been in the mortgage industry as well for I think how many years now you've been you how many years have you been in the mortgage industry Christina 13 13 okay so we have and I have been in the private lending side mostly on the events side for roughly 16 um, so Brandon let me ask you what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced during the growth of your business or not the biggest challenges you don't have to give me like a right. big list but like maybe one or two some big challenges that you had to you had to face head-on and and uh, and overcome
1: yeah. You know, I think the first thing is uh, every entrepreneur has to know how to invest their time. And I think a lot of uh, business people out there, they're really enthusiastic and excited to do something positive within their industry. And they just spend so much time in the wrong places that either, unfortunately, they, they can't sustain, um, you know, growth given the amount of cash they have, and so they kind of step out of being a business owner, or just they they burn out, right? Mm Because they're doing a lot of the wrong things. So I think um, taking a step back, having a plan of action, and really looking at what are the most uh, productive things that I could be doing to grow my business, and intentionally putting that in your calendar so you're doing that on a regular basis, that's going to ensure that you not only survive, but you'll thrive and you'll be successful in the long run. So I think how to invest your time is one of the biggest biggest things I had to learn uh, as a young entrepreneur. Yeah.
0: When when you were not good at investing your time, what was a typical day like for you?
1: Well, it would be, like I said, I love what I do, so I'm, I'm pretty just... much always working, <laughs> but, but I would be doing a lot of things that were not productive, right? Mm. Um, you know, For example, I think even in our industry, um, we have to be cognizant of the fact that we have to be producing more business, right? And yes, you're going to be servicing your business, but unless you're on that front end producing business, well, you're not going to have anything to service. So you have to figure out how to find that balance, right? Um, And then the second biggest challenge, which this leads me into is... Understanding um, how to hire the right personnel Mm. to then sustain that high level of service that you want to have for all your clients while you're growing your business, right? So I know right now it's a real challenge finding good people. Um, And so it really takes some careful um, planning and patience to find the right people uh, to fill those key roles so that you can continue to grow your business. You know, so yeah, make sure that you're thinking carefully about that. You're not just throwing a warm body in there because that yeah. could actually, that could hurt you more than help you. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So hiring is another thing that has been a challenge that I've had to learn uh, over the years.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure if we had another 30, 45 minutes, we can unpack that a little bit. So, oh, you know, we could. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Christina, what about you? Any, any challenges that you could you know that that you felt like you had to overcome that that you learned from
2: um i think the greatest challenge in the mortgage lending industry is regaining trust Mm. you know ever since the financial collapse of 2008 people view us horribly and they have every right to there's, there was a lot of shady people doing a lot of shady business, right? And so, just reassuring the clients that your best needs or your needs are our, in our best interest, rather. Um, it's you can say it's not about the money. Like every job, every business, obviously, is always about the money, but it's really about the relationship. Because if you have that relationship and that trust with that person, the money will always be there. Right. So always trying to regain the trust in the public that, you know, you're just not here to make points or whatever, that you're here to actually build a relationship. I think that is one of the hardest things because people still remember it's going to take a while, you know, for this industry. Yeah, we bounced back. We've been heavily regulated, but, you know, it's going to take a while for that public trust to come back.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, that's. There's a lot of – although it was the hardest time in our industry in 2006, mm-hmm. seven, eight, a little bit of nine, it really – there's a lot of fruit that came out of that as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to a couple I, – I, I remember sitting down with a very successful um, private lender out of New York, and he said, you know how you judge a good private lender? And this was like – I think this was about 2012 maybe. He said – If they were around in 2008 and they're still around now and they're successful, that's the judge of character, you know, that they they got through it and they were able to, you know, their book of business was intact. It wasn't all over the place. And they so, yeah, I mean, uh, but that there is a lot of good lessons to be learned out of that time frame for sure.
2: Definitely. definitely. And getting some of the lenders um, on board with us, I went back to my book of business back in, you know, 2008, 2010, and noticed that a lot of them were no longer in business. And Mm. it's kind of a blessing in disguise. But the ones that we are with are people I have worked with in the past and, you know, their integrity stands. So. Yep.
0: Yep. Character and integrity. That's, that's really, you know, when I was younger, that's what I heard I'm like I know I get it of course it's character integrity but it's like you know it, you don't really really think about it until later when you really go through it and understand it really is it comes down to the person who you are when no one else is looking
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so that's it's is really important okay so so Brandon here's a here's a question for you it's going to come out of straight out of left field so I hope you're ready okay I'm ready all right ready. Oh, okay so if you were to have here we go if you could have dinner with any historical figure oh. dead or alive who would it be and why
1: well uh, you know this is goes without saying that uh the most intriguing interesting person that i'd love to share a meal with is none other than jesus if there was any person, <laughs> because yeah. I mean, uh, whatever your belief system is, uh-huh. uh, as a historical figure, I mean, look at the impact he's made around the world. Um, and the question is, well, why did that happen? What was so interesting about him that he has literally influenced the globe over the past 2,000 years? Um, and well, I would love to hear from his mouth uh some mm. some of his perspectives on you know what what do you how do you see the current condition of our world you right know, what do you think of our culture um and i'm sure i have some great uh there'd be some great insights and he'd probably crack a few jokes and you know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> he he may have uh you know um multiply a couple of glasses of wine for us to drink or something but, <laughs> that's great
0: some but for, know, some it, fish and bread as well some with fish it. and
1: bread it, it would be a very uh yeah I think that would be a great great dinner
0: <laughs> well thank you for being so bold and talking about that 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 is fantastic I love that answer thank you <laughs> um that that is Christina what about you do you have any uh if you were to have a dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be?
2: Oh, well, um, I've always wanted to talk to Gandhi to say, you know, hey, what's going on? Because yeah, he's, right. he's huge. He's Gandhi, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but I think it would probably be Abraham Lincoln.
0: Okay. Okay. And and that's... and Okay. Now, the second part of that question is why. So why Abraham Lincoln?
2: Because for the short time he was president, he was extremely humble. Mm -hmm. And he did so much, so much for the United States in his short time. Mm. And I, my grandfather always looked up to him. He always tried to lead that way, you know, being humble and but being a pillar of the community, right? I just I've always found great respect for him. One as a president and two as a man, you know, a pillar of the community and the things he has done. So um I can't really expand on that. It's just a yeah. personal thing. Yep. You know, I just think he's a great man.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thank you both for sharing that. Those are great answers. Um okay. Couple more questions. Which books have the had the most I'm sorry, which books have had the most significant impact on you personally or or in business?
1: Well that's Christina start first.
0: Okay, Christina.
2: Me. <laughs> um well I can tell you personally this one book. It's called Igigai, the Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. Okay. That is, that is a great philosophy to live by. Just, you know.
0: Can you spell like, that real quick, Christina? E-
2: I-K-I-G-A-I.
0: I-K-I-G-A-I.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: So it's about basically doing what you love, what the world needs, what you are good at, and finding peace in yourself doing it. Mm. So that is that's you know you don't need to run yourself down, you don't need to run yourself down. You know, just be peaceful in your work and love what you do. And it's it's just like all the philosophers that they say that be you know and yeah. you will find happiness. So yeah,
0: that's good. Brandon, what about you?
1: Well, I think I've showed my hand, but let uh, me let me choose I... one specific book. <laughs> <laughs> Chose my hand. What? What Uh, part of the Bible, though, (laughs) would be your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? If there's one book, uh, it would be the book of John. You know. Okay. uh, Yep. And just talking about the, uh, well, if I can say the person and deity of who this person Jesus is. Mm -hmm. uh, But there's so many good parables and life truths that come out of that book that are applicable to a variety of things in life you know it could be personal business whatever and um and it's really cool how um the influence that it can have on a person is is so positive mm-hmm. you know a lot of times yep. we we don't think of how the content that we're consuming is influencing our thoughts um and as I say you know that's why they call it a program because it programs you, right? But yeah. uh, it's true. I mean, what we consume is going to influence what we think, what we say, mm-hmm. how we act. And so being really cognizant of that is going to help you to be the kind of person you want to be, to be honest, right? So if you want to be a certain kind of person, you consume information or literature or media that is reflective of that kind of person, right? And so... Um, uh, that's just my feeling on it, and that's why it's one of my favorite books. Yeah, that's great. The Book of John. Yeah. Okay. Book yep. of John.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, I've I've gone back and forth with Ephesians. Um, you know, the, the uh, Proverbs, of course, because they're just easier to read. For I could just <laughs> I could just read a proverb and just okay, that's my word for the day, and just. Try to just digest it in my mind and, and, and get it right. Right, but right. Uh, I do love the Book of John and Matthew and Mark, and those are, yeah, so so powerful. Good guys, good guys, good guys to have on your side. <laughs> yeah, 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 good guys. Okay, what what is some of the what aspects of your business right now are you most excited about?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll jump in. So i I happen to love change. Because I think whenever there's a sea sh- shift, there's always opportunity. So we just had a massive change with the pandemic and how people are uh, viewing technology and how they're viewing, you know, themselves and relationships and each other and society. And so I think there's great opportunity in every industry right now, uh, and in particular real estate. Um, you know, a lot of things have happened for the good or good or bad, you know, to our industry and the consumer is looking at how they're going to derive uh, the kind of service and value from their real estate professionals, right? Whether you're a realtor or a a loan officer, um, you know, property manager. I mean, they're all looking to understand, okay, how do I value this professional? How are they going to benefit me, et cetera? And so that's a great opportunity for us to go out there and really showcase what our value proposition is to our clients. Um, and I think they're looking for that because that's who they're going to use, right? You can't just be affiliated with a brand and expect somebody to like you. I mean, they really have to yep. know, okay, who is the guy behind the brand, right? Who's the person behind the label? Yep. And so um, I think it's a great opportunity if if you're that kind of individual who can um, really consult and advise people in that capacity. Uh, I think you'll do really, really well in the next uh, coming years. Yeah, that's
0: good. Yeah. You talked about becoming a guide, and I think that's so important. I think that's what people are really yeah. at the end of the day. That's what they're looking for, right? right a competent exactly. guide to get them from point A to point B.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Christina, on your side of things, as the as the mortgage pro, what are, what aspects of the business are you most uh, most excited about
2: um wow um with the you know the whole thing we're open for business i'm just excited about uh you know having this opportunity and letting everybody know that hey you know we're here we're here for you
0: yep okay sounds good all right so where uh brandon where can people find you and christina um If they're interested, you know, somebody's listening to this and maybe they're interested in buying real estate. Maybe they're interested in getting a loan. Maybe, maybe they just want to connect somehow. How can they find you? You know, it's real easy.
1: I, I think most people are are tech savvy. So if they go to hawaiiloans.com, you're going to find their website and you're going to read all about us and the kind of services and products we provide. Um, so that's it. Hawaii loans.com.
0: Hawaii loans.com.
1: Yeah. Can't get any easier than
0: that. My <laughs> goodness. You can, you, don't overthink this everyone. This is, <laughs> <laughs> that is the best URL <laughs> I've heard in the longest time. Hawaii loans.com. <laughs> wow. That's, that's fantastic. Okay, great. I will put your folks, your, your hour, if you will, contact information in the show notes i'm going to send it out to you folks so um any last parting words you two and we'll we'll wrap it up
1: well um if we ever had a coaching session i would just <laughs> share with with yeah. uh, fellow business owners to you know if if times are tough uh this is a year to have resolve um you know look again, at the, the basics of what you need to do uh, to continue to to thrive out there. Uh, don't fall asleep at the wheel. Don't get lazy. Uh, work hard every day. And look to improve just 1% every single day. Just 1%. You don't have to you know, um, be number one in three months, although it could be, right? We could be number one in three months. But <laughs> 1% improvement every single day You would be amazed at where you're going to end up at the end of 2024.
0: 1% improvement every single day.
1: Just 1% improvement every single day. Wow. That's all you need. So we're not talking, we don't need to take
0: 500 steps today. We just need to take that one step. So we should just 1% better. Yep, 1%. I absolutely, absolutely buy into that, Brandon. (laughs) Uh, hook, line and sinker. You got me on that. That is so good. Perfect. I use that all the time. That's my, that's my mindset when it comes to a lot of things, especially, um, like training, like in the gym or maybe, you right. know, you like to run, right? Like you want to, you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, you have big goals. Everyone has big goals. Right. And I think the problem is, is at the beginning of the year, people are like, well, okay. And they and they go and they hike Cocoa Head For the first time in five years, and then they have to like get get rescued midway up, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) And so, (laughs) so we just let's just start off by going for a walk, right? Right, right. And maybe let's walk a block, and then the next day let's walk two blocks. Right. That's that's the one percent, and you just keep on. And maybe by the time halfway through the year, you're. You might be going up Cocoa Head. You, we don't know.
1: You'll be running a you'll be running a marathon with me.
0: Yes, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, definitely. All right, all right. <laughs> well, Brandon, Christina, thank you so much for your time. this will do this again, please. It, anytime. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, thank you guys so much, and we will see you in Fort Lauderdale at the American Lenny Conference.
1: We'll see you there. All right.
0: See you guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Letters Playbook Podcast. If you have enjoyed that podcast with Brandon and Christina, please like, subscribe, and comment to the channel on Apple, Stitcher, or Spotify. And also thank you for those that have asked about the Patreon account. We don't have it set up quite yet, but stay tuned. It should be available uh, very shortly. And those of you who are interested in attending the National Private Lending Conference, the American Lending Conference, coming up at the end of February. Um, Please get your tickets now. We are selling out. Hotel rooms are selling out as well. So you can visit us at AmericanLendingConference.com for more information. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.